Welcome to the Kodiak Outdoors Podcast. We're here to talk all things outdoors and outdoor lifestyle. Your host, Jason, is here to guide you. And with that said, let's get into the podcast. Here we go. So on today's podcast, we are going to have three hunting news stories for you guys. One is going to be about Idaho managing wolves. Number two, we're going to be talking about some legislation that is trying to be pushed by anti-hunting groups to try to basically ban out-of-state hunting. And then number three, we're going to be talking about a angler in Japan that was decapitated by a bear and how they're looking at doing new management there on that island of Hokkaido. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this. We'll go into our first segment, which is going to be Idaho having to deal with wolf management. So let's get into that story now. Idaho Fish and Game Commission has now approved the revised draft of their 2023 to 2028 gray wolf management plan, where they realize that they are going to have to reduce the population of the gray wolves in Idaho by 700 wolves. They're going to have to kill off 700 wolves out of this population to really get it into a management place where they want the numbers to be. The objective of the plan, as I said, is to reduce it to 500 animals. They currently have 1,200 wolves. The current hunting efforts have been unable to keep this population in check due to certain remoteness in areas such as the Frank Church River of No Return Wilderness, which encompasses 2.3 million acres. So obviously hunting pressure is low and success rate is limited. According to the research, even if humans killed 29% of the wolf population in a year, the population won't decrease significantly. And in some cases, population could remain stable in the face of up to 45% human-caused mortality, which goes to show just how difficult it is for them to manage gray wolves right now. In Idaho, the challenge lies in the difficulty of controlling wolf populations through ordinary means, as human hunters only account for 11 to 28% of wolf mortality. The state bill passed in 2021 to increase wolf harvest, but it had minimal impact, with only three extra wolves taken through the expanded harvest methods. To address this challenge, the new management plan aims to manage a stable and self-sustaining wolf population of around 500 animals annually by 2028. This would require increasing annual wolf mortality to about 37% for the next six years, equivalent to approximately 513 animals next year alone. The plan outlines two main methods to achieve this. Firstly, the state plans to incentivize hunters to target wolves by reimbursing them for hunting-related expenditures. Current harvest is at its maximum with the existing hunting pressure, so the aim is to attract more hunters to specific areas with high livestock conflicts or low elk populations due to wolf predation. Second, the plan is to authorize the department to use lethal means to resolve wolf livestock conflicts. This includes targeting and removal of entire packs rather than individual wolves. 
particularly while the wolf population remains above the target goal. Due to these conflicts with livestock, it has cost the state three quarters of a million dollars in compensation to ranchers between 2014 and 2022. While Idaho's approach to managing wolf population is aggressive, it is not aimed at exterminating wolves from Idaho. Although with certain animal-loving groups, have spoken out and said that this plan will exterminate the wolves from Idaho. By implementing these strategies, basically Idaho is trying to find a way that they can have wolves at a manageable population level and also minimize conflicts with livestock. And to think, all of this started with the first 35 wolves that were reintroduced in 1996. It's now just 27 years later, and sadly, Idaho has become an example of how difficult managing wolves are in Western states with vast wilderness. In my opinion, I think that other states should take note of this as well as rethink their plans when it comes to reintroduction of wolves. So obviously wolf management is a hot topic in Idaho, but just in general in the Western states, I know that Colorado has tried to implement that as well. And it's been talked about in Washington state. I think it's a very complicated thing. And as you heard, my opinion was that I think that Idaho is a good example of how difficult that is. So now moving into our second segment, talking about this new piece of legislation that could very much affect out of state hunting in a very drastic way. So I'm gonna give you guys the facts on that and my opinion at the end of that. Anti-hunting groups have created a petition to ban all interstate transport of wildlife. And this could significantly impact, if not make, out-of-state hunting illegal here in the U.S. So let's get into the video. The U.S. Sportsman's Alliance has raised concerns about a potential dramatic change. This is due to a petition filed by two environmental groups, namely the Center of Biological Diversity and the Natural Resource Defense Council. Both are seeking to impose a ban of interstate transport of wild mammals and birds. The ban would apply to all parts of the animal, including meat, hides, antlers, and even if that animal had been checked for CWD or anything else, it still would be illegal to transport that animal over state lines. If this ban was implemented, it would mean that hunters participating in their traditional elk hunt, bird hunt with family and friends could no longer bring home a cooler full of venison or meat and additionally would not be able to bring home any mounts or animals that they successfully harvested in that state, meaning they would never get to take those trophies home to mount on their wall. The anti-hunting groups are trying to leverage the fear of COVID-19 to push this agenda as well as this petition by saying pandemics caused by infectious diseases that jump from animals to people are entirely preventable aka we should not allow out-of-state hunting where hunters can bring back either hides, antlers, or meat from one state to another. However, the U.S. Sportsman's Alliance sees this purely as an attempt to curtail hunting activities. The Sportsman Alliance points out that this ban would significantly diminish the incentives for out-of-state hunters it would impact the amount of license sales per state, revenue generation, Pittman-Robinson funding, the conservation of wild lands, and the wildlife population that these environmental groups claim to want to protect. Interestingly enough, 
this petition acknowledges this issue of revenue and says that it has an idea that instead that the funding should come from both foreign countries and the United States to replace the lost revenue and markets. It even suggests using US conservation funding, largely contributed by hunters, to transition people into other countries to new markets and support overseas conservation efforts. Unlike state or federal legislation, which typically undergoes debate and voting process, this petition directly calls for the Secretary of Interior and the head of the US Fish and Wildlife Service to utilize their authority under the Lacey Act, Endangered Species Act, and Convention of International Trade in Endangered Species to advance the petition without hearing any debate or voting on it whatsoever. The response from the Department of Interior has been unclear at this time. However, the U.S. Sportsman Alliance strongly opposes this petition, claiming that it poses a massive threat to the North American model of wildlife conservation, which has successfully restored many wild game species into native areas, even when they were on the brink of extinction. Personally, my view on this is that this is an absolutely ridiculous petition. It has no merit in conservation and no thought of actually helping real wildlife. This is purely made to hurt hunters and try to help stop hunting altogether. So yeah, obviously I'm not a fan of this. I don't think it's going to be going through though, to be quite honest with you, the, with the way they're trying to go about it, where they're trying to put it into law without actually going through any kind of voting, any kind of procedure. They're trying to use the Lacey Act as well as several others, as I told you in that story. I personally don't think this is gonna go anywhere, but I think it is something that as sportsmen, we need to pay attention to. So finally, now we're gonna do our final story, which is this bear that decapitated an angler in Japan. Kind of wild story, but it does show what's going on currently on the island of Hokkaido and the issues they are having with bear management. So we're gonna do that and then we're gonna wrap up this episode. So let's get into that segment now. A human head was found on the northernmost Japanese island of Hokkaido last week, and officials suspect a brown bear is to blame. The incident occurred last Sunday after a guide dropped off a recreational angler. A few hours later, the captain returned only to find a large bear wandering the shorelines with a pair of waders in its mouth. According to local news outlets, the guide attempted to call the angler and was met with radio silence. A nearby town launched a search party shortly after and discovered the angler's head in the nearby lake. The party also dispatched of one bear. The attack comes on the heels of a booming population of bears on Hokkaido. The bears on Hokkaido are slightly smaller than their North American grizzly cousins, but tensions surrounding bear management on the island nearly mirror those in the US. Historically, Hokkaido was home to spring bear hunts, but it was abolished in 1990 when the bear population hit an all-time low of about 5,000 animals. By 2020, though, the population has rebounded to almost 12,000 bears, and sightings are becoming increasingly common in urban areas. In 2021, 
14 people were attacked by bears on the island. In one incident, a local newspaper reported that a quote-unquote rampaging bear mauled four people in a residential area. The bear first injured an elderly couple, then turned its attention to a younger man, who he then fractured the young man's chest and then lacerated his arms and legs. The bear then wandered into the Japanese army camp where it mauled a guard. And then after that, it decided to wander over towards an airport runway, where then it took off into the nearby forest. It was dispatched shortly afterwards by a response team. The episode led to calls for predator management on the island. One city issued a statement advocating for the resurrection of the spring bear hunt, saying the bears trespassing into areas of human habitation has increased sharply and residents and officials are exhausted. To be fair, humans might also be to blame for some of these increased encounters. To quote Kevin Short, who is a professor of cultural anthropology at Tokyo University, people who come to Hokkaido for outdoor activities today are not very bear savvy, and that is getting them into trouble. Of course, we see this all the time in the US, when it comes to Yellowstone National Park. In 2021, Hokkaido did resurrect its bear hunting season, resulting in 45 bears killed in four months. Nearly a thousand more were killed in the same year by government officials in response to crop damage or negative human interaction. In my opinion, this is the right response to this situation. I think we can all agree that you need to manage predators, especially if they are starting to interact with urban environments. As we've seen in New Jersey, if you let it grow and get out of control, it can become a massive problem. I think this was smart of officials to resurrect their bear hunting season and hopefully they can get this population and these incidents down to a healthy, manageable level. So that's what we have today for you on the podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this, learned a little bit, you know, got some interesting information. And if you guys enjoy this kind of stuff, make sure to check out our YouTube channel as well as we have all these stories broken out. You can also digest them in smaller chunks that way, or if you just like listening to all of it at once, make sure to follow the podcast. So as always, shoot straight and knock something down. Thanks.